everyone, Tegan here. It's a break week, the queens are taking some time off, and actually I am on leave this week because, a little bit of a scoop for you, by the time this episode comes out, I will have a brand new job. And I'm very excited about it, but you can hear more about that in the near future. But for now, because it's a break week, we are re-releasing a classic Queen's episode all the way back from April 2021. Now, we're just releasing the deep dive and it comes from the episode Sometimes Tech Reinvents the Bus. Now, I really love this episode and, and this segment in particular because we spend so much time here at Queen's talking about tech that we really enjoy. Makes sense, right? We're a tech podcast. Whether it's gadgets that we're testing or loving innovations in the space or things that are changing people's lives. We we love tech. Tech does great stuff. So sometimes, just sometimes, it is a little bit fun to look at some of the bigger tech fails that have happened in the industry. And oh, there has been some doozies. Now, if you haven't heard the episode before, I won't spoil it for you, but I can tell you there are some good ones in here. So please enjoy this classic episode. And You know what? If there's any big tech fails out in the world that you've experienced or that you'd like to hear us talk about again, I think we could do a part two on this. I'm not going to lie. So hit us up on social and let us know. Enjoy the show. Tech can be many things. It can be wonderful and inspirational. It can change the way we work and love and learn and live on this planet in this universe. It can also be a total utter failure that for some sick reason brings us so much joy. So this week, (laughs) I just want to know all about the overhyped, massive tech failures that share a little place in your hearts. I have to jump straight in on this one. Quibi. Oh, Oh, rip Quibi. R.I.P. Rest in peace, you beautiful idiot. R.I.P. <laughs> murder house flip. Oh, murder house you, flip. First, I'll go over this. If you don't know what Quibi is or was, because it's gone now, hmm. it was this very, very expensive, and when I say expensive, I mean both in the investment and the subscription price, Yes, a video streaming service that was when it launched mobile only. And the whole gimmick of it was that you could watch any of these shows in either vertical or landscape. And depending on which orientation you were in, it would kind of like show you slightly different things, which is I think is kind of cool. I it's liked that. Cool. It was cool. Yeah, that was I cool. liked it. Um, but you could only watch it on your mobile. It was meant to only be for mobile. And unfortunately for them, it also launched at the beginning of COVID. (laughs) No one was traveling anywhere. I know, such bad timing. It's like, it's for your commute that you no longer have. Commute? I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) But Ray, you were really into a couple of the shows, weren't you? I was. One of my favorite shows that came out of Quibi, because a lot of it was original content, which was really fun to see. Well, that's also what I mean by investment. They put in like millions of dollars in getting Big name there was talent a Hemsworth to make shows. in one yeah. of them. <laughs> there was Anna Kendrick. That show was great, actually. So that was uh, written by Cody Heller, who is Dan Harmon's partner. 
and it was basically uh, a show where his sex doll came to life what? and like and they had adventures. No. But it was actually fantastic and it went into like really real and dark places. I <laughs> loved it. It was called Dummy. It was excellent. It sounds like a cross between Lars and the Wheel Girl and Ted. Yeah. Yeah, a bit. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite show on Quibi was Murder House Flip. Yeah, I'm going to say. So it was people going into houses where there had been murders and renovating them. But in the process of renovation, there would always be like a, and in this fireplace, there's meant to be a secret compartment where there might be a weapon stashed and then they bricked over the top of it and they never found a weapon or anything. Well, because the police would have looked for that. Yeah, but police. (laughs) (laughs) I actually watched a couple episodes on your recommendation and the interior design wasn't good and I could not get on board. Look, I just enjoyed joy before and afters if I could just watch a whole show that was just bang here's what it looked like before here's what it looked like after I'm in Ray I have some really good YouTubes of like restoration (gasps) stuff to send you like really good ones I think one of the frustrating things about Quibi and probably why it ultimately didn't work as a from home streaming service is because you have like a normal length show broken up into 10 minute episodes which then do a recap at the beginning of each new episode so you end up watching Watching about three minutes of what's happened before and seven minutes of actual new content and it gets a little bit frustrating. Also, my arms are too weak to hold my phone up that long. I don't like (laughs) it. You can get a stand. I'm not going to go get a stand to watch Quiddy. That's just not not happening. Not anymore, you're not. Not anymore because (laughs) it's gone, baby. They actually sold a bunch of their shows to Ratatouille. Ratatouille. No, no, no. It's um, Rakatan. Rakatan. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, sure it is. So now pretty much all their content is living on there. So it's nice that you can, I guess, still watch the shows if you want, but... That's what happens when you pour way too much money into getting big names to make, you know, mobile-only video streaming content. I feel like they wanted to be TikTok so <laughs> badly. <laughs> they just need to hook up with Samsung and they're, like, flipping TV. Oh, the oh, yeah. rotating oh. TV. Yeah. yeah. And then that's just the Quibi TV. I agree, but I, need called to buy it, that. I called it the TikTok TV and I tried to hack it in Vegas to try and get that stuff working on there. <laughs> Did it work? No, the internet was too bad. <laughs> Master hacker Tegan. Okay, so if we're talking about stuff that we just kind of hated, can I just say that... 3D movies and TV sucked. Yes. And I'm so glad it's dead again. Yes. <laughs> How glad. dare you? Yeah, I dare. No. I th- dare. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. cool. It was gimmicky. Yes. But it was already like in your TV because all TVs at that point were 3D. So like throw on, you know, Dread in 3D <laughs> and, and watch people fall down the big tower. It's quite fun. I agree that it's kind of cool as a gimmicky thing. So, you know, James Cameron comes out in 2010 and brings out Avatar in 3D. I see how it was, you know, new and exciting, even though I saw 3D at uh, Movie World on the Gold Coast in 1993. <laughs> but sure, let's bring it back. Was that blue and red 3D though? Yeah. that doesn't count. That's not the same. Well, I mean, that's what they were like doing basically at the cinema. Like not quite, but. No, it was like stereoscopic, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's... (laughs) I remember watching Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D at IMAX. Yeah, but again, IMAX is different. Like, that's an experience. But when it got to the point where every second movie that was coming out was 3D, which costs more to go and see it in the movies, and it's like... 
Do I need to go see something like the Guernsey Potato Peel and Book Society or whatever it was in 3D? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, is that a real movie? I yes. got the name wrong, but yes, and it's very charming, but I don't need to see it in 3D. I am exaggerating. This technology was already dead by then. But then they tried to put it into TVs and... Not only was the TV expensive, then the glasses were expensive and you needed a specific Blu-ray player that was also 3D compatible. It becomes a really expensive technology for something that do you want 3D for everything? No, I don't. I'm fine having the option of 3D. Sure. It was that movies were changing how they were made. That's very true. That did irritate me. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have these really long, unnecessary slow-mo shots of a guy. Okay. To be fair, those still work in Dread in 2D. No. Okay. So here's what's important here though. Amanda's right in that like some movies are, are meant for that kind of stuff, even if they ham it up a little bit. It's annoying. But it got to a point where 3D was so popular that marketing teams for movies were dictating to directors about putting stuff into 3D or upping the 3D and that's crap for the industry. That's true. Movies did get better after we moved on from that period in our collective lives. But if I could still have a 3D TV and it wasn't as expensive as it was, I think I would do it. I think the VR kind of killed it. Oh, controversial. No, but then you can't have the experience of like sitting with someone else and watching it with them. Even if you have synced up VR headsets, it's not the same. No, no, I agree. I'm just saying I think that VR and that becoming a thing like in the home actually helped kill 3D TVs. Also, I think that that's way more fun and more versatile because you can game with that than sitting there in your lounge room with these like dorky 3D glasses. (laughs) I actually don't want to be doing that in my home. Like I'm a pretty big tech loser, but even I would be like sitting they're going I feel like a giant dweeb yeah they were pretty (laughs) uncomfortable and the ones that we had needed batteries and that's just a whole other thing Mm. my favorite tech fail I think ever were hoverboards oh my god yeah were they technically hoverboards they were not they were not not hoverboards people try to swindle me at CES (laughs) every year aren't they kind of cool like you stand on them and they just go If you can get the balance right. Look, the concept of it is kind of cool in a way if you're a massive dork like that, which we all are. Look, uh, we all enjoyed riding on them. They were not hoverboards. So the name automatically puts you offside, which kind of just makes you go, "Mm, I really don't want this to succeed because they're trying to trick me and I'm smarter than them. It's like hoverboards (laughs) are a lie. But they were hugely successful Mm. when they came out. People were even getting robbed for them. There was a (laughs) really Yeah, there was a a crime spree of people being hoverboard jacked for, <laughs> oh a, for a period of time. Because it's so easy. You just push them. You just give them a light push. They're coming <laughs> right off that thing. Right? <laughs> they just scoot away with them, <laughs> wobbling from side to side. But yeah, uh, the main thing with hoverboards, though, is just before Christmas, they started catching fire. <gasps> Excuse me? Yeah. Now, we're talking Christmas. Oh, gosh. We're looking back six, seven years ago now. So everyone's getting hoverboards. Everyone's getting 3D TVs. It's the, it's the, latest, it's the latest thing. It was a high point in tech for all of us. <laughs> everyone's real happy about these hoverboards. So the issue was when the hoverboards were overcharged, like when you leave them plugged into charge. Which we all do with all of our tech. All of our tech. Yep. And the batteries reach 100% capacity. They caught fire. So, you know, any other gadget that we've got, there is a limiter inside their charger. So the 
voltage and current kind of slows down to a bit of a trickle once the battery is fully charged. The hoverboards didn't have that. The Good limit, for them. The limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> the limit does not exist. They were just living life to the fullest and I think we should let them. Yeah. Absolutely. They so, were lit. So they, <laughs> they were literally lit. They start catching fire all over the place. Airlines started banning them. Retailers stopped stocking them. The ACCC started putting in product recalls. Yeah. Russell Rod Sims did not love that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Russell Crowe threw a huge hissy fit because he wasn't able to get on a flight with them. They had to put them in the bin before he got on the flight. <gasps> What's it's fine. He can buy 40s more. at the time or something. <laughs> this is around the same time that a group of researchers actually went and invented the first lithium-ion battery that shuts off when temperatures get oh. too hot, spurred on by these hoverboards. <laughs> by fake hoverboards. Yeah. Right? By fake hoverboards. They're not even real hoverboards. They're like, tech created this monster and now tech will fix it. <laughs> Okay, so I have to bring up Juicero. Yes. yes. <laughs> is it Juicero or is it Juicero? I'm not sure. I thought it was Juicero, but then I looked at how it was spelled and I'm like, it could be Juicero. Does it even matter anymore? No, because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh. <laughs> it was terrible. It was basically this several hundred dollar machine, like 400 bucks, US bucks. So that's more bucks than Australian bucks. That's many bucks. <laughs> it's many bucks. Too many bucks. That would squeeze a packet of fruit or chopped up vegetables that Juicero would sell to you and make, turn it into juice. What I never understood is how it's like this fresh juice you know, machine, but the stuff came in packets. I never got that. Wait, was it actually fruit and vegetables in the packets? Or was it juice I thought in the it packets was juice already? In the packets already? No, it was, there were fibres in there. So there was, because someone cut <laughs> it open. <laughs> yeah, so there was definitely like fruit or vegetable fibres in there. But I mean, there's pulp and orange juice that you buy. You could yeah. say that's fibres. Yeah, but that's yeah. delicious though. Yeah, but I mean, you wouldn't buy a $400 machine to squeeze your packet of orange juice I into not. a cup. I would not. I have a juice machine and I go and I buy vegetables and put it in there. I don't buy it in a packet. And that very makes way more sense, yeah. doesn't it? But it's the inconvenience. Reason. It's the inconvenience. I can't take it's it. It's exactly <laughs> as convenient as just getting a normal juicer and juicing a bunch of apples. Yourself. You have to clean that. The juicero, it's all clean because it's a packet. <laughs> That's true. But it's also 400 bucks to yeah. squeeze a packet. Like, yeah, did got- people really know that they were buying just like fruit in a packet or did they think that they were buying a proper real juicer? Honestly, I don't know how they got people to buy this. <laughs> did people buy it though? Yes, some people were. People invested in it. Oh, no. no. Yeah. I think people just get excited about tech. <laughs> yeah, and they were fair. like, high tech juicer. Yeah. Juice is going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought that this was going to bring something special to the market that hadn't been seen in regular juices before. Yeah, silver packets. packets. <laughs> I think it's like how sometimes tech reinvents the bus. It's just people not <laughs> thinking. Oh, that's a that's, good one. That's what we should have talked about the Silicon Valley bus reinvention. Oh my Talk about God. it now. Uh, so Silicon Valley in all its infinite wisdom decided <laughs> to create Uber but for more people and instead of it going directly and doing like individual trips it would do a route and you could just it's get picked up on that route. <laughs> That's then- a bus. It's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like there's no other way to describe it. It's just a bus. 
You know when you just think that the people that are inventing this stuff must be, you know, they must be geniuses. Mm. They must be amazing. Something special's going on in their brain. They're so not. It's, it's a- because they galaxy brain to the point where none of the stars are close enough together anymore to talk to each other. <laughs> the stars also being the neurons and so it just falls <laughs> apart. I just love the narrative of a bunch of super privileged white dudes in San Fran who have probably never been on a bus thinking <laughs> <laughs> this unique concept because they're just all in their Teslas or whatever. Oh, no. I love that concept. I don't know what a bus is and thus I've reinvented it. Congratulations. So that's exactly what Juicero is. It's just people overthinking. You know, even knowing how stupid that product is, when you like show it to me and it's got its sexy little silver packets and it's all space age, I kind of want it. No! That's how they get you. That's exactly how they get you. And they even found out that these juicero packets <laughs> that they're selling, you can literally squeeze them by hand. What? Yeah. Yes. So you didn't, oh, that's right. You didn't even need the machine. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> and Rad's like, didn't you need the machine though? I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to get it real quick. Wait, <laughs> wait. So were they just selling like goon bags of juice? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. And a goon bag squeezer. Let's get them and put it up on the hill's hoist and spin around. Juice of fortune. <laughs> oh, tech truly enriches our lives. Ah, oh, they tried so hard. <laughs> and got so far, but, but in, in the, the end, end it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Now, you would think that we learned from the juice row that this is not the type of product we need. Oh, what else are we squeezing? Oh, no. What are we squeezing, oh, no. boys? <laughs> what are we squeezing, lads? No, ice cream. <laughs> ice cream? Yes. Wait, ice cream doesn't need squeezing. It does if you want like a soft serve sort of thing going on there. Does it? <laughs> so oh, this... I guess like, yeah, the... the no, you know... you're not allowed to have an opinion on this. No. <laughs> so the cold snap, which oh, was yeah. announced earlier this year... Same sort of thing, no. but with ice cream. Isn't this like, is this like a pod thing? I feel like I saw this at CES. Yes. Oh, God. What Same makes it special? Thing. Where's the tech in it that makes it special? Sell it to me. I don't want to sell it to you because <laughs> I think it's rubbish. Sure, buy it. <laughs> is it, but, is it like chilled? Does it like chill your ice cream as it stirs? It doesn't stir, it squeezes. Oh, what? It's it's like a juicero, but with ice cream. And it looks a lot like a coffee machine, actually. No one needs this. People, you know, you can just like step on things, right? That squishes it too. You, you know, can you step can step on just... me. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, you can just leave the ice cream in the boot of your car for a little bit too long, and then just pour it into your bowl. It'd probably do the same thing. No, that's not squeezed though. It, it gives a whole different flavor profile. Does to it the ice cream. <laughs> Is that what they're arguing with this thing? It makes the ice cream taste better, or it just makes it soft? It creates soft serve ice cream. <sighs> I don't, like, I don't know, Ray. I don't think that you can knock it till you try it. It's basically <laughs> like instant soft serve, I think. Yeah. I want to do like a man versus machine where we try the squeezing of the cold snap and then I also squeeze ice cream with my hands and we see which tastes <laughs> But better. not even in a packet? No, I said my hands. I said my hands and I meant it. Oh, no. No gloves. <laughs> I think you have a warped idea of how soft serve is made. No, I, I know how it's made. Um, the funny man eats like a bunch of chocolate and then it comes out his nose. That's, yeah. 
What? What? No. This is no. happening again. No. Round the no, twist. twist. Oh. It was an episode of Round the Twist. Oh, I can't yeah. remember that one. Okay, fine. There was, there was like a guy who was actually an ice cream machine, but he got turned into a man. And then he made sure. really good ice cream from like whatever he ate. And then the bad guys stole him and fed him all this artificial stuff. And so their ice cream that was previously bad suddenly became really good, but it made the ice cream man sick. Australian children's television in the 90s was genuinely the best thing for our imaginations we could ever have hoped for. Mm. And that's a wrap on this episode of Queens of the Drone Age. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you, Queens, for hanging out. Thank you. You can find links to more information on all the things we've discussed in our show notes, which you can find at queensofthedroneage.com. Queens of the Drone Age is produced by the Queens of the Drone Age, which is us. Rad does the music, editing, audio magic and is our Michelangelo. Amanda is a word wizard and our genius Donatello. Tegan looks after our website and show notes and is clearly our Raphael. I will fight everybody. (laughs) I'm Leonardo, because of course I am. All our gorgeous branding is the work of Taya Godson, our April O'Neill. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you like what we're doing, leave us a rating, a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for hanging out and we will see you in the future. Wait, I'm Michelangelo. I made I made David the Marble Man. Yeah. Different Michelangelo. Oh. Yeah. Also, I like that she's Michelangelo and is literally like the Mike person. I think that's cute. <gasps> that yeah. is really cute. Yeah. And like has the crush on April O'Neil. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what are we talking about? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I've never seen it. It's uh, a long silence, wasn't it? You've, yes. seen, you've seen 47 90s shows about vegetables, apparently. <laughs> but you haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If they were made of celery, I would have watched it.